0: Welcome to the Business Launch podcast. Join us as we get up close and personal with savvy entrepreneurs. Let's explore their business journey and how they navigated challenges to reach their goals. I'm your host, Carlos Zamora. Hey, welcome to the Business Launch podcast. Thank you once again for coming to our show. I'm here with one of the up-and-coming Business owners, who's grinded in the fitness industry, he owns Periodi MMA, and we welcome Alex here with us today.
1: hey, thanks, for having me.
0: Alex, tell us how you how you got started in the martial arts industry.
1: Yeah, so I think I started pretty much like majority of people start. We start as athletes first. So I've been training since I was five. My mum put me in. I've trained consistently all the way up to I got basically to a point with my career where I was going to decide if I was going to make a big push towards being a professional athlete or a push towards being a gym owner. Mm-hmm. And I realized the earlier I get onto coaching, the better chance I have of success with it where fighting's a, not really many guarantees. Yeah. And it seemed like a bit of a dice roll and I realized I like coaching more than I like competing. So <laughs> yeah, I actually made the turn.
0: I'm exactly the same. I actually boxed around about 15 years, but didn't end up jumping in the gym, fighting because I enjoyed training as well. Yeah. And I enjoyed training people at the time. So what age were you when you decided that you were going to go pursue the
1: MMA? So as, so... I didn't get to MMA itself as an athlete till about 21, and then as I switched towards starting to think of myself as a coach by my mid-20s, so I opened up the gym around 25, 26, because I realized, like I said, I felt at that age, I'm still quite young, and I can get, if I put my head to it, I could achieve quite a bit by the time I'd reached my prime years. But I think twenty mid twenties is that pivotal time as an athlete. We're going to decide: am I going to push into my thirties and chase this hard, or am I going to make a career for myself? So it felt like it was about the right time.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. What disciplines did you first start with? When you-
1: so taekwondo first. I got my black belt in taekwondo. I think it's been four or five years. Then I did fencing for eleven years. I did these are all run like at the same time so they're not exactly works exactly like that they overlap each other obviously I did boxing from when I was young I started kick didn't start kickboxing actually kicking until I was about 20 just after high school and the jiu-jitsu the same time early 20s about 2021
0: yeah awesome so it's actually your background's perfect for the MMA industry
1: and then just teaching yeah man and then fencing was a, as an interesting add to it that there's yeah. not a lot of people that in MMA that had 11 years of fencing under their belts. It gave me a different understanding like of the dynamic of distance and timing. Yeah. That was a bit Angles. unique coming into striking. Yeah, very much. Yeah, it's
0: awesome. It's like a, not many people value different because different disciplines have similar, yeah. similar takes into it. Like when I was doing boxing and karate, it flowed to other sports like basketball with footwork and all that stuff. So
1: Yeah, big time. And people don't realize the crossover. I guess it's really up to you what you make of it. But I think I didn't get into heavy into combat sports thinking that fencing would relate. It was as I did more combat sports, I just recognized the same themes. Yeah. I realized combat's combat. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I know fencing is like, it's fine art that like, but there's a lot of, attacking and maneuvering and moving your your feet
1: cleverness and just general cleverness man that carries over so well and has helped me like so i've fenced from 10 or 11 till early 20s so i had been i was very lucky to be to kind of learn these much deeper ideas of sport being an athlete winning these things that carried through to me as a coach early so by the time I had started coaching by my like mid-20s or getting heavily into coaching. I'd already spent so many years on the national team. I'd done the world championships, Commonwealth championships. I'd done like 11 World Cups overseas. I'd trained I think three months total in different countries. Like I was so experienced as an athlete through that sport that I was able to bring up so much of that attitude towards boxing where I noticed in fighting people are far less professional. It's more of a if you're tough and you go in there and you fight hard and you'll be good but I try to Look at it in terms of the nutrition, the strength, the conditioning, all the stuff that I'd been brought up, being told was important, being on the national team, you know Mm -hmm. what I
0: mean? Yeah, it's, I know, just being able to move it to different disciplines, and especially with MMA, with different people, bringing their own element to the fighting game, so. yeah.
1: Yeah, man, there wasn't a lot of professionalism in MMA when I started. It was really still underground sport yeah. there weren't any shows that were legal actually in new south wales at the time and even when i moved to canada to train full-time when i got to ontario it's just got legalized the month i arrived there like the sport mma got legalized like only 10 years ago 11 years ago it was crazy the first mma event ever in ontario was actually gsp versus jake GSP, shields the ufc GSP,
0: that's right.
1: yeah. and so i got there to train full-time and there were no events because no one had figured out how to run an MMA promotion yet, and so there would, there one page show would pop up, and every single person would try to get on it. So you could never get yeah. a spot. Like it was just so undeveloped when I started. There weren't opportunities. There weren't sponsors. Like it just nothing was organized like it is now.
0: Yeah, it's just it's way more organized now. Like MMA yeah. so taking over boxing. So I've I followed boxing a lot throughout growing up, and it's just a dying sport now. Like,
1: uh, it's still yeah, there. Yeah, it's their fault like... though.
0: Huh?
1: What was that? It's their fault. Yeah. Their fault.
0: It's a lot of politics in boxing, as you would know. Even um, Actually, I was a qualified boxing instructor as well, so even when I was doing my certification then, what they were teaching is it's a little bit biased, so to speak. It is what it is, that's the downfall of the sport. No, that's what i think anyway. yeah
1: it's corruption is the one of the biggest problems of the sport even experiencing it even on a local level they like i said you got a lot of dishonest people the general attitude to being successful in boxing is about being dishonest finding as many people who you can't beat you as possible yeah. to get as good a record that just doesn't exist in mma you fight yeah. the best in mma yeah everyone's ready to
0: fight whoever's in front of them in mma so
1: yeah that's in how in you boxing. prove yourself
0: yeah what event in your life that made you decide that you're going to go, this is it, this is, this is... Honestly,
1: it's not even a positive moment. It's actually a bit of a negative moment. So what happened was there was a UFC fighter in Canada at the time. I don't want to mention his name, but he was doing really well. Like he had won, say, I think eight wins and two losses in the UFC. He was doing great. I found out he was still living at that time in his mum's basement And I sat and thought about, I was like, man, after eight UFC wins, he still doesn't have much money to do stuff with his life. Is this really what I want? And that was the turning point. I literally, as soon as I heard that story, I booked my ticket back to Australia and I left Canada and I looked at opening the gym. Yeah. How? Yeah, they got paid nothing back then. It's not like now. Very few made a good living off fighting. Those guys did it off like pure like passion and desire and stuff. But they were left with nothing after their careers.
0: Yeah, even in, I think, and kickboxing here because I I used to train with the Badado brothers, brothers, of course, of course, Michael and Ren over there. Yeah. So we used to train in a different gym before they they started full
1: started force. Started full force. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it was different, <laughs> but now I can see
1: they were the bulldogs family. for a bit too. Pardon. The yeah, boys were with Bulldogs, Bulldogs at, from um, Castle yep. Hill. Yeah, yeah. So, I started. That's where I started.
0: Are you <laughs> did you trained with them over there?
1: Or? I was only there for a few months at Bulldogs as a beginner, so I didn't train with them. But they were there. Those guys were there training when I was there. That's how I <laughs> learned to everyone was.
0: Yeah, so Michael. I think when I first started boxing, I was in my, I think nineteen twenty. Michael was like ten, eleven, twelve, even. He was beating people up. It was yeah. at, at that age, so he had the talent. Yeah. So.
1: Always, he never lacked talent. Yeah,
0: and, but it's just, yeah, they really wanted it.
1: They very much it. Yeah. very much. But they made a business out of it. That's where a lot of them are different. So You get a guys that were great fighters that had no head for business, no head for coaching, and honestly, like I can, I don't. Again, I don't want to say names, but I've had a few of them that I've tried to employ. To get because their their names as fighters are so big and they come in and they just you can see their lives aren't in good places and I've tried my best to help them but they they're always going to be bitter for what they achieved and what they have left at the end of this point in their life you know what I mean
0: yeah that I've noticed that with I think it's just a bravado of some people who feel like they're shortchanging you
1: know? yeah
0: but yeah as you know, the Bedado brothers are like excelling at the moment as their gym is growing like crazy so
1: as they should they do a good job
0: yeah and they're nice guys as well so very much how does your business coyote mma make a dent in the world
1: look at the moment it's been on a very local level we've been helping a lot of kids at the moment that have been having a lot of life we don't advertise that as a service what we do is we just identify or speak to the people that are having trouble and I spend a lot of like personal time outside of the timetable trying to help them. Some people have been like a bit beyond help, done the best we can with our resources, but the problems with their like history or drug use or family or whatever is quite difficult. But I'm trying to do my best to help them one at a time. There's a few now that have made a really good turnaround that again we don't you don't publicize it. The other members wouldn't know. But it's very good to see him back training again. There's like a list of problems, and most of it is like drug abuse. There's been like depression. There's been a whole lot of things like being out of home, living on the streets. I've dealt with, you know what I mean. So, I've been trying to help as many people in that, like in our community, because I feel like the community supports us as a business. I should support the community back, and that seems to be my like immediate focus in terms of what I can do in terms of international. All we're trying to do is push our athletes to make an impact and be good people or represent our country or our city as best as possible. So we don't really see a lot of trash from my athletes, especially like on social media or anything like that. We don't really promote it. Not that I police them to that degree. I think they just know it's not our vibe. So we're just trying to do our best to be the best influence we can be, I would say. Yeah,
0: excellent. This I see your social media post, and it looks like you guys are doing really well with the athletes and all your
1: students. Yeah, definitely with the athletes.
0: Yeah, okay. so they're they're representing you really well, representing the gym really well.
1: Very cool.
0: Really proud of that for you. Anyway, what were the big wins earlier on that made you realize that
1: this thing's gonna work for you? So at first. The funny thing about opening up a business, when we when I started, I opened it in a one-bedroom apartment with $2,500 I borrowed from my mom because I didn't have any money. And just the first, someone told me that what you'll do when you first open up a gym is you'll basically sit there at class time and no one will come because you've only got three members. <laughs> and so, you get used to just sitting there and looking into space. But I actually had a, my best friend at the time who used to come every day. So, even if it was just me and him and no one else would come, we'd just sit and talk about business and things we're going to do. And so, what would happen is when I got to my first, like, consistent classroom of even five people, I was like, all right, this is something. (laughs) And it's so little, it's so nothing. But I was like, all right, this is something. And then just, like, by 10 months, we moved out of that first location to our first bigger location, the one on Hunter Street in Hornsby. And when I took that, I admit that I had, a big concerns that we could go from paying like twelve and a half thousand a year to fifty thousand a year. Like it was a big jump, but I was like, "Listen, this is it. You got to make it yeah, work now." Rent
0: would have been so expensive, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, it quadrupled, so we paid four times the amount of rent, which means you needed a lot more students. But I signed a four year deal with four months rent free, so I knew I had four months to make it work. <laughs> so for four months, I just worked very hard and then we just exploded it there in that new place
0: yeah it's uh, i saw the pictures of the new place.
1: it's uh it's oh, a new place so that's our fourth location we've opened since starting so we've gone up and up as we've gone this yes. is spot number four we'll be there for a little bit because that place is huge
0: yeah I haven't, I haven't i might just drop by and see you should see how it is yeah i think i'm uh, i got a few friends that train at your gym as well, so... They, Very
1: cool, man. Yeah, I love the new place. Love it a lot, man. Yeah. Long time coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was the Hunter Street. Hunter Street. It was because I lived at the top of that street. Yeah. And, and I used to just walk down because my passion growing up was boxing, and I was like, oh, I want to box. At the same time, my kids were doing karate. It was a balanced thing. Yeah. But it's... Being Filipino, we love our (laughs) boxing.
1: Big time. Big time.
0: Yeah. You have a lot of Filipinos, a few Filipinos there as well in your gym. Yes, we
1: do. Yes, we do.
0: Yeah. So on the flip side, what events happened to, to you or to your business? You weren't sure if the business would survive, but you figured out a way to pull through it.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, so there were a few key events where financially we were a little stuck. More recently, the last two lockdowns shook us a bit. In particular, this last lockdown uh, really shook us. We took humongous losses. But it's not like I would close my business because I'm so invested in it now. If these losses had come earlier in the first five years, we'd have been done. Guaranteed, we'd have been done. But then again, when I'm faced with these kind of situations, yeah, so typically when I'm, if the kind of gym is really where I set my heart on and I have financial troubles, I've in the past, like when we expanded the first time, I went and got a full-time job that I would do in the daytime for nine hours and I would come and run the gym at night. I need to make enough money for the expansion. I did that for about maybe 14 months. So every time I've been, Exactly. And so even this time after this lockdown, I've really dug my heels in and gotten as much work as I can get my hands on. Because like I said, we just took some very unfortunate losses, which were, which were very sad. I suck.
0: think a lot of gyms got hit. I know the previous gym I worked with, they were close to closing as well. But they've, they managed, I think it's because of the community that they built. It's like yeah. the community that you build, they rally around you and make sure... Yeah that you guys are stand up
1: anyway. Yeah, look, we had all our members try donate. And when it got to, I think, I can't remember what week in the lockdown, I actually emailed everyone. I cancelled all their memberships, even the ones that were yelling at me to keep it going because I just, the guilt of taking their money for that period of time was too much for me. And I wasn't, I was in lockdown, but I was quite, Feeling uncomfortable with how it was going in terms of taking people's money, so I actually cancelled all the donations against everyone's will and just said I won't take it anymore. I'd rather solve the problem on my own. Yeah.
0: wow, it's it's really brave of you and just honest of you to be able to look after your students as well. So
1: they have looked after me, man.
0: It's just, I think it's re- reciprocating now. You got you regrowing your business now, so Big you time. lose a lot of membership during
1: that time or yeah look it wasn't just the membership it was we had just moved to that location two weeks before lockdown and we had transitioned out of the old gym the problem was we still have 16 a year and a half of a lease there at the old gym so what happened is we had agreed someone to take the new the old premises when we took over the new premises then when lockdown hit the guy pulled out of the and over a year now, I've still been paying rent there. So, we've buried a very large amount of money into an empty space, like very large amount of money. And so, that's been hurting a lot. Also, at the same time, and this is just bad coincidence, I was launching an app for athletes training, which I'd invested very large amount of money in. And then the lockdown happened, so no athletes were competing. So, quickly it just became completely pointless. So, I had to put it on the shelf. And then rather than have money to continue to develop and promote it, which is what it needed. So much money is being blown into the old gym now that uh, the project's a little bit on ice at the moment. Yeah. Oh. A, lot of, a lot of things happened for me at the same time, which just really bad timing.
0: Yeah, it's uh, COVID really hit a lot of people, like mentally, a lot, of, yeah. a lot of people got down. I have family members, I have friends who are actually got really depressed because of the lockdown yeah and you would know that because of people who go to the gym just to work out it's just to burn off the energy they're not doing that anymore but
1: yeah a lot of people put on a lot of weight too and then a lot of people were too scared to come back to training because they were too scared to start not just from not to not just be what they weren't before but to start with all this extra weight and be embarrassed about how unfit they were I got that a lot I had to really work with a lot of people after 15 weeks of just eating and not exercising to get them back and so what we didn't anticipate was at the end of 15 weeks when we reopened we went to start everyone's memberships again but after 15 weeks you have a an expected attrition, which is fine, because over 15 weeks, you'll make, you'll lose, you'll make, you'll lose. But after 15 weeks of just losing, when you reopened, we had 30 cancellations on the first day. And I was like, holy fuck, this is a bad start. Because <laughs> all those people that normally would have left over 15 weeks all left at the same time. Wow. It's- yeah, that hurt me. I'll be honest. And all those people that have lost their jobs, so many people couldn't afford the membership, eh? Yeah, that
0: was I think It's just a thing that really happens, like, I think the pandemic just really shook the world, not just Australia. I think we were still lucky that we were lucky. we were in lockdown. But there was still there's some countries that were a bit more hit than us, but I think mentally and physically a lot of people in Australia got really depressed, I guess, and just wanted to get yeah. out of the situation.
1: Uh, 15 weeks is a long time. Oh, tell long me time. about it.
0: It was hard. You can't go... It was especially people who are so used to just communicating, having a friend, or even having a coffee with someone, just having... You can't even go to your coffee shop, so there was a ton.
1: Yeah. And even your kids, they're not... We obviously had in lockdown one, we had our first child, lockdown two, we had our second child, and they've got, no, they can't meet their family. You can't socialise them. You can't have them out and about. It's just it's very odd. Yeah, it was uh, one of those
0: things that uh, it's just... It was just hard, and I think if you yeah. weren't mentally tough, people got really depressed about it. Yeah,
1: yeah big time, man. Yeah.
0: Going forward, what are the big goals f- that you have for your business, for karaoke MMA, in the next 3 to 10 years?
1: So, the big goals on the scene are obviously getting our first athlete to the UFC, and that's obviously for business reasons. Cause that's the direction we want to take our business and obviously a bit for personal reasons that's why you get into running an MMA yeah. gym so we got one girl who's pretty close I'd say within 12 months of making that happen nice. and then the idea would be to open up a second location which we've been discussing a lot putting together a new and once the second location is open I don't think I would probably open more than two
0: more than two yes it's a lot of bandwidth trying to get back and forth from one gym to the other. So.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to ever do- offer a bad service or do a bad job. Yeah. And I feel like over more than two, I can't guarantee the service and I can't guarantee the product, which I don't like.
0: No. Yeah, which is fair enough. And it's like just the person that you are that just makes things good for your students and your members. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you recommend any books for
1: folks that read that would help them or would and Yeah, man. So in a business sense, I've, got like, I've had a few pivotal books. So I, I started when I started reading for business with just like the really obvious books. So I didn't study business. So when I opened up my own business, I taught myself. I couldn't afford uni or a course. So I just went around about buying books and kind of learning them. My- I found some really good basic like business one-on-one books that helped me initially. This is like in the starting phases. And then after that, I f- found a lot of the more like, marky bigger picture books like the Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the ones about the mentality of growing rich and being wealthy, All Marketers Are Liars was a great book. If I actually go through my book list, I could read you up a couple. But just more like, marky kind of famous books I started with. And They give you like a general picture of how to conduct a business and your mentality towards business. I read Never Split the Difference was another good book about negotiating. I could probably pick a key book in each like facet of business that I've relied, like I've used to motivate me. I watch a lot of, I listen to like business podcasts as well, which I felt Watching business shows. I know it's a funny one, but watching the old Dragon's Den in the UK, I used to learn so much. I was actually on Dragon's Den in Canada. As what? As a paid actor.
0: (laughs) They should have gone the other one. The one, the...
1: Shark Tank. Tank.
0: One of my friends. Yeah. One of my friends (laughs) in Shark Tank, so he got funded. That's
1: very cool. That is very cool. Very cool. Yeah, look, just anything that you can, there's so much to learn from if you really have ears for it. Do you know what I mean? There's just so much content out there for a small amount of money. When I looked at getting a business degree and I thought, I can spend money on a business degree or I can open a gym, I decided to open a gym and just slam all the resources that are available online. There's just so much. Yeah, just,
0: you can grab a lot of resources for free that just that you can get. It's, it's just about using the actual.
1: Yeah, man. And the books aren't like Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, All Marketers Are Liars, Split the Difference, all those like four key books I mentioned. What are they like? By the time I get my Spotify my uh, Audible subscription, it's a really like a couple bucks each. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? i got a fair few
0: Audible. I like having Audible because when I was traveling or like when I'm driving, I put on my Audible, and just listen to everything. You can't just sit and read, so you just
1: listen. same man. So I got a lot of hope. same man. When I was doing a lot of driving, that's when I found it the best.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you again, Alex, for for coming up, time, coming here. So much for thank you so much for being on the show. And those who are listening, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a comment wherever you're listening. That helps us keep making the show better and better. And also make sure you come hit up Alex if we if they wanted to ask you a question and do and want to come join your gym where can they uh, contact you
1: yeah so on any of our socials if you search up carry on may on our website carry dot com, or you can just call me directly on zero four eight one one five eight zero six eight.
0: excellent i'll put that all in the show notes and i'll put all the books that you recommended on the show notes as well thank you again thank you for opening up your life and i know how hard it is to open a gym and thank you for just your insights with that so so for everyone we'll see you next time and thank you again Alex thank you you've been listening to the business launch podcast stay tuned for more episodes and come and visit our website at launch. agency. Thank you and have a great day.